0: Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. When I said we're back, we are back here, everybody. I am your host, Jamie Wagner, here with my co-host, John Shirky. How are you today, my man?
1: Back to back weeks. I'm great. Good to see you. Uh, the, my favorite thing about this thing so far is that we didn't take 45... Not my favorite thing, but so I'm proud for of sure, us. sure, though. You're right. That you were just like, hey, let's hit record. Let's go. I love it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's roll. How you doing?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. I We've been kind of just tossing... It's, th- my favorite thing, as no one will be surprised about, is we've been kind of tossing ideas back and forth for the last week about what this... So, is going to continue to look like. And, and I, I gave this analogy to my wife and I actually stole it a little bit from a book. It wasn't the exact same analogy, but one of the interesting parts about like being forward facing at the golf course is that it's just a lot of superficial, like it's a lot of like small talk. And I've actually said on this podcast before that I'm not a, I'm not a small talk person. I think, those of you at the golf course that may be listening would be like, "What? I like you do small talk, And I'm like, "Yeah, but it doesn't fill me up, right? It doesn't fill my bucket. And the analogy I, I saw in a book was about like wading in like ankle deep water, right? And just like wading in and keep going farther and farther in to the ocean, into the water, and it never gets any deeper. And like kind of waiting for that hole, right? Where it's just going to fall off and you're going to be over your head sort of thing. And I, and I like that analogy, the way that I took it was like, I kind of feel like sometimes that's my life is like, I love the deep conversations. I love the hole that you fall into and you're kind of over your head and you're swimming up and kind of coming up for air every once in a while. Those conversations you had on a futon at two in the morning when you were 21, You know, those Mm -hmm. sort of conversations were, were just life giving to me. And as we age, there are just fewer of them. There are fewer opportunities to have these five, six, three hour conversations, right? Because you just don't have that much time. And the, the thing that I'm really grateful for in our relationship is that most of the time we just jump off the deep end, right? We just press record in our life, right? I mean, and I, it's not that we haven't talked for five months or six months. It's right. just that we haven't done the deep thing for six months. And I really haven't had much of that period, I, I no, think, in some ways.
1: Dude, I love I, – we didn't even plan this, and obviously that was part of the hit record. I, I love that analogy, and I'm going to steal it because I actually was just talking to one of my clients yesterday, freshman in high school, um, kind of struggling with this the social aspect of – What does it mean to really belong to a school community, right? Mm -hmm. Incredibly intelligent, super thoughtful, more mature than I for sure was as a ninth grader. (laughs) But again, he he really is looking for that deep connection. And and Uh to be that age and to be seeking that is really hard because most people at that age, and let's be honest, at all ages – are trying to figure out who am I? How do I fit? What what yeah. what is my role here in this relationship? And and I love that you talk about waiting into the to the water ocean whatever it is, kind of waiting for that drop off where because we don't know when that deep conversation is coming. Yeah, right. And you think we've talked endlessly about how our relationship started around video games and sports, and that's about. That's about the extent of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so for him, you know, to be frustrated in this time where he's, there's a a whole bunch of stuff going on in his life and transitions and to be able to stop and say, Hey, okay, we got to practice this skill of small talk. We got to wade into the water because we don't know when that deep connection is going to come with someone. But we, if we don't put ourselves out there, if we don't have those interactions, and you, you've, you've said this many, many times, right? The loose connections create strong bonds where it's like just having that ability to say, hey, how's it going? And that's the end of the interaction. We don't know how that's going to play out over the course of a month, a year, four years, 10 years, whatever it looks like.
0: Well, and I think one of the things that you're very gifted at is asking the question that has nothing to do with you, right? I Like I think many of us start those conversations from a place of like, I have an agenda. I want to get to hear in this conversation. And one of the gifts of introverts, one of the gifts of uh, a therapist, one of the gifts of, you know, like, I'm just thinking about my wife also. I'm thinking about the people that I'm really drawn to in life. It, probably because I talk a lot. Right. But, <laughs> but there's just like this gift of listening without agenda and wading into the water is like is a skill like you talk about that. And that, this is this doesn't just apply to relationships. Right. We have to be able to wade in and not expect anything like we we hope for that deep conversation. We hope for that drop off. And we know that it's coming sooner or later. And I I just think about skill progression generally, right? I think about going back to the the COVID summer when I really committed to playing guitar, like the wading in was really hard. The water was cold. It wasn't like, I don't, I kind of didn't want to be there. And then the drop-off really did come as a surprise when the skill manifested into something where it was like, oh, this is amazing. This is awesome. I can do this better than I thought. And I, like running a couple summers ago was the exact same way where it sucked at first and, and it became something I loved and was passionate about. And it's, I don't know, sometimes we want to go swimming and we get frustrated when the water isn't deep enough, right? You just kind of knee deep. And you can't actually lay down and, and swim. And so that's frustrating. But the other side is also frustrating. Like, I don't want that to be so overwhelming right away. And I, this goes to just this idea of openness, right? Be open to the reality of what's coming and and in front of you and not trying to project something on it. And and you, you said something really interesting to me yesterday or the day before, where it's like, if we don't have a tool, that we can offer to people, it feels like maybe why are we having this conversation? And I don't have a tool that is like better at being open. Right. I, I don't, I don't know the answer. Cause that's not, I'm, I'm kind of risk tolerant in life. And so I don't know why that is. I don't know the tool that has allowed me to be that, but openness is something I'm really strive for. And, there are places where I am much more open and places where I am not at all. And so like when I, when you say like, oh, let's have a tool that allows the people that are listening to be, to go forward and do something with this. I'm looking for a tool myself in these places that I'm struggling to be open in, which I mean, maybe even small talk is a place where I struggle to be open sometimes.
1: Yeah, no. And I think it's less about a tool and more about a, a, a perception and a mindset going into, whether it's conversations, it's an environment, it's work, it's school, it's whatever it is. It's the intentionality of practicing, right? And so it's less about the tool in this. To me, it's less about the tool in this case. And it's more about being intentional about saying, hey, and this this goes to my conversation with this this guy yesterday where it's like, okay, this is a skill that you're not particularly comfortable with, Planning out, okay, this is where I can practice this thing. We literally went through his day. It's like, all right, when in this, when in your school day from start to finish, is this something that we could just dip our toe in the water? We could wade into the water. And then once we, once we kind of narrowed that down, it's like, all right, what, what specifically? might be your go-to conversation starters, your small talk interactions, right? And so we planned out, uh-huh. okay, my f- second class of the day and my sixth class of the day, I'm going to have opportunities to to practice this thing. And here are the four or five things that I could do or practice based on kind of what's presented. And so, and then the openness comes with, all right, what, what is happening? What is the being aware of the scenario, observing, right? And figuring out, okay, what's going on around me and who am I interacting with? And how can that connection start based on, again, this plan that I have to practice this. And
0: dialing up the next one, if the first one doesn't work, right? I think one of the things that we get, a we're just conditioned to this because of school, I think, like we're failure- automatically shuts us down and so we 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 revert back to our comfort zone which is to not take that step to not dip the toe in and so when we we do the first one and it doesn't go terribly well we then become reticent hesitant or we're just actually defaulting back to our normal comfort zone to say i'm not going to do that again and so making the plan with three or four or five possibilities potentialities that are going to work and trying two or three or four of them is is the secret sauce i think it's like actually moving forward on the thing isn't trying it once and then failing and like i think about you know you're talking to a 14 or 15 year old boy i think a lot of 14 or 15 year old boys are willing to try something one time right one time And the second we get shot down, I'm thinking about like a significant other type relationship. You start to get really interested in a different person and you want to put yourself out there. And it's like, oh, now I'm shot down and I'm never going to try anything again. I'm never going to try it with anybody else ever again either. But you have to keep coming back to the plan. And this is just, it seems so relevant to me in all of the things that we work with, not just social setting or making connection but how often do we as coaches try something once it didn't work and we don't come back to it as athletes i tried something once it didn't work and we don't come back to it how often do we not go into practice with a plan of a b c d e if a doesn't work here's what's next we just are like a's got to work and when it doesn't we default back to oh. this other thing we were doing is at least comfortable. It might not be working, but it's comfortable.
1: Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. I, I think about, no, I mean, I absolutely in terms of all of the, th- and I'm just, I'm just thinking uh, again, here's me processing out loud and not saying any words actually, but <laughs> how this applies to, yeah, I was talking about social interactions and and you said how often do we try things once and i think specifically in the ter- in the field of our mental health our mental wellness our mental performance that is absolutely the case right because we view it more in along the lines of the medical i think the medical model which which is like hey there's a fix for this here's the surgery the procedure the the medicine, the whatever. And we, if we do that, it gets better. Right. Whereas, you know, it's more helpful to look at it from, you know, like the physical perspective where it's like, Hey, I don't know how to hit a golf ball from a sand trap. Yeah. I try it once. It doesn't work out. I don't automatically judge the fact that I can't do it or that I it's, I can't ever try that again. Because I don't know how to do it, yeah. right? But from the mental mental side of it, it's like we just so quickly go to the well. It didn't work, so let's try the next. I don't know.
0: No, I get like the the thing that you're saying actually resonates with me from a medical perspective, also. So I a few years back, I had some disc issues, right? Herniated disc, and I was getting physical therapy, right? And again, like so, physical physically, we we approach therapy as there's a fix right there's if we do these things we will get better but in my instance in my situation we tried a whole bunch of different things with one therapist and then I ended up working with another therapist that we graduated with actually and he knew me as an athlete and he's like I'm gonna challenge you to like do some strength training here instead of like kind of doing the kid glove we're going to ease into this we're gonna get your body back he's like no like we're actually gonna strengthen around this and we think that might be the critical juncture like we can we can make the change there and so yes i like as a therapist as my physical therapist we tried a bunch of different things and nothing was working and then we finally kind of stumbled on let's do this thing that i know you're capable of i know you like it's gonna suck it's gonna hurt it's gonna be a mentally tough thing but i know that you're capable of and then it it made a huge difference. And I haven't had that lower back pain. And it's like, we do that on the medical side also. We, you know, if the prescription isn't working, if the therapy isn't working, we do change, but we just trust the expert to tell us this is how it works. And this is why things like podcasts and books and, and even YouTube videos and TikTok, whatever, like people that are experts, we should be going to that well often. We don't have to pay for the expert. Obviously, we've said on this podcast many times, get a coach, right? At we could we could benefit from getting coaches. Like I, I said this to our group the other day. I'm like, one of these years, I'm going to just commit to getting good at golf. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know the answer is get a coach. right? Get somebody that's going to coach you because you get immediate feedback, because you get structures that they know I can see and identify something specific for you, but you know, you read a book by somebody that's elite in their field. They're giving a lot of generalities that if we can apply them to our life, you're going to get better, but it it's not a one size fits all. And so we have to be willing to prescribe different things. And that's what you're talking about with a plant.
1: I, well, like. and, and so that, that reminds me, Jamie, I just, I just saw this video. It was the Pat McAfee show and they were interviewing Nick Saban. I just saw There's a three minute clip about him talking about this thing. Cause they asked him. And for those of you who don't know who Nick Saban, he's probably the greatest college football coach of all time. Coach at Alabama, you know, well-known for not only developing players, but coaches and a culture and, And I think the overarching belief is that he's got this standard of this is how we do things. This is exactly the same way all of the time, blank slate, like you either show up and you do the thing or you move on. Right. And and it was interesting to hear him talk because they asked him about how he he has messages at, at the beginning of the week, Monday, some sort of theme and then reinforces it again on friday with the team and and one of the guys interviewing him said how do you come up with these things do you just i mean do you come up with them in the off season are you you know just writing notes do you have it all planned out and he's and he said he's like guys i'm not the total expert on this he's like i have a team of people who help me look at all of the variables of here's where our team is at here is the noise that's coming from the outside? Here's the dynamic in our with our within our staff or whatever it is, And we come up with a plan for, hey, here's what makes sense this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he and- even he is talking, he's like, i I use people that are experts in this thing to give me feedback. And then every time we he goes during our fall camp, we had fourteen different speakers come in. And they're mostly motivational and inspirational. He's like, I'm sitting in the front row taking notes because anything that I can take out of those I'm using. And I just file it away and say, this is, this is something that might come in handy. But at the end of the day, again, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time is saying just what you said in terms of, Hey, I can't do this on my own. Yeah.
0: And like, we use him as the expert and he's like, there's other experts, right? And, and, and. I've, I've referenced a guy by the name of Steve Magnus on this show a bunch of times at university of Houston cross country coach, but he's also a writer and an author. And through his newsletter that I get in the email, in my email once a week, I've then gone to his, you know, he's like, check out these people. These are who I'm stealing from. And I love research. I'm a huge nerd, as I've stated many, many times on this podcast, like, but. I always go to the bibliography, (laughs) Like when I'm, when I find a paper or a book or something that's valuable, the first thing I do is I go to who did they cite? Who did they source? What is the, and so, you know, when you hear a conversation with, or you have one of these deep conversations with somebody and that you stumble onto this thing was really great. Why not ask them where they learned that? Did you see, did you get that from a book or did you get that from somebody? And if the answer is somebody, can you, I guarantee you, if you say, I would love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with that person, they will give you their phone number, right? They will give you the opportunity to come and connect with that person also. And I think, you know, I used to have kids as a teacher. Still I used have, to have kids. Kid, I no, say, yes. Okay. Uh-huh, uh, sorry. Um, didn't sell my kids everyone uh they're still in our house they're making noise upstairs right now which is great um but i used to have students as a teacher that would come up to me and be like i need a mentor (laughs) you know like kind of just bold about it like i would love to connect with you grab a cup of coffee go out to eat like And there were times where that was really doable because my schedule allowed it. And there were times where it was really hard to make that happen. But I I love the boldness of that. Like, I want you to be my mentor. And that's a weird thing to say to someone as an adult. But why not wait a toe into that those waters, right? Reach out, make a plan, make a list of six people that you're like, you know what? I've at different points in my life. These people have been incredibly valuable and I want to reconnect with them. In a in a mentorship sort of role and I'm not going to tell them that that's what this is I'm just going there with open eyes to learn and I'm gonna ask questions and I'm have no agenda necessarily other than openness and learning and I, I, how many times have we said this also John like I'm not pointing the finger out it's just, this is like I'm saying this to myself right now. How valuable would this be if I? I'm thinking of four or five or six people right now, where I'm like, man, I got to reach out to them and go get, go get dinner with them and just have an hour long conversation. And if we get to that drop off in the water and we are there for three hours, cool. If if it's just wading in, hopefully I learn something too. Well, and yeah,
1: perfect world, you got an hour long dinner, right? <laughs> But I was just thinking I was doing the same yeah. thing. There's I was t- looking at making a list mentally of people in my life that maybe I haven't connected with for a long time. And and the other thing is, it doesn't have to be a, again, perfect hour, world, yeah. perfect world. It's that sometimes. And I again, for me, it was, hey, who do I need to text today? Yeah. Yeah. And it and it and with no agenda other than, hey, I'm you know, and I got a couple of texts like that in the last couple of weeks just from. So from random, not random people, but people that I hadn't heard from in a long time. And it was just like, hey, you know what? This thing reminded me of you. And I just wanted to say, Hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Man, like, that's that's pretty cool. And it gives me an opportunity if there's something, right? Yeah. Most of the time we're gonna have those interactions. And again, it's gonna be waiting in the water. It's gonna be like, okay, yeah. hey, cool. Thanks. Thinking about yeah. you. Hopefully everything's good with you. Or there's a lot of times there's a reason that that is that is happening in our lives well
0: because we opened up too right i think about it just personally for mm-hmm. us too. we mm-hmm. put the podcast out a couple people reach out and say hey really glad to hear your guys's voice again or whatever thank you by the way yeah to those of you that definitely. came back and and press play again and then those of you that reached out and said it was important I, that's incredibly valuable and life-giving to us but one of our good friends in my wedding, in the wedding that you were also a part of, right? He, I woke up one morning and had 22 text messages, right? Like, because we were talking, I fell asleep. It got deep and like, that's awesome. Right. But the conversation started because we put ourselves out there and then he responded with dude, loved hearing your voice. Thanks again for doing that. Um, And then it just spiraled from there, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I think, again, go back to the conversation with the student that you were talking to yesterday. We don't know what's coming back to us. We only know what action we control, which is try the thing, put yourself out there, experience something that makes you available. It gives you this openness to experience something. I'm not even saying it's something yeah. new. It just might yeah. be something, it might be something good.
1: No, I, 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 man, I wish, I wish we could pretend like we planned this out because I, yeah. I also, I had another I, actually yesterday also, I was talking to a coach and he's, he was talking about, all right, what are my next steps? Like whether that's coaching, whether I do something else, yeah. you know, we talked about a whole gamut of things. And at the end of the conversation, That was almost exactly how I ended. It was like, hey, the reality is this. You're going to continue to come up with excuses. Why to not get in the water? I didn't have that analogy. I wish I would have. But you're going to come up with excuses to stay on the shore and not get into the water. Yeah. Because what you're looking for is the deep end right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's great. Pie in the sky world. We get to jump right into the deep end and say, this is exactly what I want. But the reality is, if we allow the excuses to keep us on the shore, and this is, man, now I'm just, my whole brain is thinking about, this applies to everything. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do in your life, whether it's a social connection for this high school ninth grader. It's a coach seeking a career change, transition, other opportunities, relationships in your life, losing weight, exercising, learning a skill, doesn't matter you have to get off the shore into that shallow water first. Yeah. And then find out well, what happens.
0: I think what's actually scary about it, what's really the terrifying part about it is that we say we want the deep end, but what if we can't swim? What yeah. if there's an undertow? Right? What if the current is too strong? Like we we say we want the deep end. We say we want to get to this place and we have no idea what that place actually looks like. We start to like which we have some sense of what it could be, but our brains, and this is something I say to athletes all the time, your brain is a certainty seeking machine. And so when we step into the water, like we want to know what it's going to feel like. We want to know, is it going to be warm or cold? We want to know that the wave is not going to splash up and get us you know, on the stomach or on the chest and be really cold, right? We We want to know and we can't. And so what do we do? We default to safety we default to security we default to common right and if we want if we want uncommon results we have to do uncommon things and that like yeah i i wish that i would take my own advice sometimes i wish that i would and and here's the deal it's really about just taking action it's it's starting something it's start because we can think our way to a million answers. And we don't actually know that any of them work. We because everything you start, everything you do, there's gonna be failure. There's going to be pain. There's going to, you know, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Right. And so even the plan that you guys made yesterday, even the plan that you talk about this with this coach, the the first step is you have to actually do one of them. You actually have to put them in action. And, you know, you said losing weight and working out and doing all these things, but recovery, right? From injury or addiction or relationship hurt or pain, like all of those things require action in the end, right? Love, (laughs) like just, just put a word out into the world. Eventually they have to be acted upon and- you know i i think the, the tragedy of the last 5 months for us is that we haven't been putting stuff into the world and getting this stuff back now we talked about all the reasons it was really healthy for us last week to not be doing it for a little while but i'm i'm really excited about the health that could come out of this because of taking steps take a yeah. step today how many times has that been the theme in the podcast and yet not applied in the same way we were just talking about
1: and don't get me wrong, I I there's also times where you take that first step and you are in the deep end. Yeah. And it's great or not great. Yeah. You know? So those of you out there saying, "Hey, no, that's not me. I don't take little steps. I jump all in." Yeah. Okay. Cool. If that's if that's what you want and that's how you operate, that's okay. And sometimes it's going to happen unintentionally where we take the step and all of a sudden it's way better, way deeper, way whatever. Yeah than we could have ever imagined and we're down this road because we, again, until you take that first step, until you start seeing it as an opportunity rather than all of the excuses and all of the barriers. Well, I have to go through this shallow water to get to the deep water. Well, maybe not, right? And that's that's the beauty of the unknown. And I'm, I'm reading this book, Creativity Inc., right?
0: And he talks about fail fast, right? Fail fast, like get to the deep end as quickly as you can But understand that it's not going to come without challenge, right? Like it says to be wrong as fast as you can is to sign up for aggressive, rapid learning. Like that sounds great to me. That might be fearful for some of us. That's okay. You got to know you. I, I think the thing that the last, you know, five, six years of doing eyes up stuff has taught me is like there's no, there's no prescription that fits. I said it just, it's not one size fits all. And so, as you know yourself, you can get feedback from yourself and decide what steps you need to take that are meaningful and actionable. But, you know, I go back to James Clear, Atomic Habits. Like, don't, if you're a big all-in sort of person, go all in. But if you have to to actually do it, that means you're going to do, you know, this is a conversation JP and I had. What what will you actually do? What's going to allow you to come back tomorrow? Right? If it's two minutes, it's two minutes and you made a step. Sorry to leave you hanging there. I'm just like, now I'm being reflective, which is not typical. <laughs>
1: and here I am waiting for the
0: next sentence,
1: waiting for the yeah. next thought to come. So this
0: is like very true to form of us on the phone, right? <laughs> like, I'll just like be rambling And then all of a sudden stop because I'm like, I don't, I don't know the next thing that I'm thinking, but I I do believe, I do believe that anything I'm saying and trying to challenge you guys with, if I applied it in my life, my life would be better. Like I just, I a hundred percent convicted by that right now. And so Jamie take some action, move forward. Let's go.
1: It brings us, brings us all the way back. You're right. And and be open, right? Be open to what the possibilities are going to, going to be if you take that small step into the into the shallow end. If we stay on the shore, we never will find out, and that's terrifying. It's humbling. It's frustrating, and it, it ultimately is why we do what we do. And and like you said, that's why we started this whole thing in the beginning. That's how it started was like, Hey, let's just do something. yeah. And now we're better because of it. And Absolutely. are we a finished product? Absolutely not. Not even close. But and that's why we Nick's, appreciate.
0: Yeah. Nick Saban is not a finished product. He's the, potentially nah. the best to ever do it. And yeah. he's the first to admit I'm not a finished product. That's, I mean, in some ways that's wisdom. I'm not claiming to be wise. I just know that I'm, I'm not there yet.
1: <laughs> None of us are. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, Jamie, any last thoughts you want to leave people with?
0: I'm good. I I just again grateful that we have the opportunity to connect and and to be open to these sort of things coming at us because like that's just life. Things come at you when we're moving forward. We have a chance to parry them, push them aside, run into them, attack them. All right when we stand still, we got a chance to be run over by them. And so, uh, to me, it's run to the fight, man, run to the fight.
1: We appreciate you joining us. It's been a long time since, you know, Jamie, you said, Hey, it's nice to hear from people that people still are listening. People are still looking for it. Uh, We shared multiple conversations this week about how People, maybe we didn't even expect to reach out. So if you are listening to this and you are a long time listener, we still want to hear from you. So most of you either have our cell phone numbers or if not, the email is eyesupmindset at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you and we appreciate you and we look forward to continuing this journey with you. And as always, the eyes up.